Make sure y'all subscribe to the Regal Report Podcast, now available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thank you. So, uh, been a long while since I've uh, done this. <laughs> and the last time I did, I didn't have video, but why not do something different this time, you know? Um, so, what's up? If you don't know me, name's Rob Regal. Um, this is the Regal Report Podcast, man. I haven't done this in two years. Two years, maybe? Might be three. I can't remember. I should look it up right now. Let me see here. When's the last time I put out an episode of the Regal Report Podcast? I'm going to edit out all this right here. go apple podcast three years almost two and a half years basically last episode i put out was september 30th 2018 and man was life very different back then i was talking about nba 2k19 then oh lord yeah it's been a long time long time so yeah man uh, what's been new? Well, number one, why have I been gone? Um, life has changed a lot. Uh, 2018, I had just left my full-time job in January of that year. Um, the job I've been working at for three years, the job I, that had been paying me the most at that time. And, um, it was just out of unhappiness, feeling lost feeling um like I was stuck in the rat race and now um at that point I decided I just wanted to focus on creating content right that's what I wanted to do I was like I'm gonna be a content creator I'm gonna make stuff on YouTube I'm gonna stream on YouTube and stream on Twitch and uh I quit music you know what I'm saying I was just like but I want to be full in all in on this creative life and uh, I did that. I mean, I started that at least. I started doing that, and then bills got real. <laughs> so then um, I started working in a kitchen with a friend of mine with her company, uh, baking cookies. You know what I'm saying? I baked the cookies. She'd make the ice cream along with a couple other employees. We go to farmers markets uh, and and sell the products. And then uh, probably the early 2019, I got another job working with another friend for his company. Currently still work there, Um, probably leaving soon. But yeah, um, you know, a lot happened. Just a lot happened. Even on the streaming side, you know, I was affiliated with certain organizations that I'm not anymore. and just life was just moving fast as slow as life seemed the pandemic happened uh went to pack south last year right before the pandemic a lot a lot happened so uh it's caused these spikes of productivity you know where at some point you get a lot of videos and a lot of streams and sometimes it's really quiet and that's just me trying to manage adulting you know what i'm saying uh, I am an adult. <laughs> I'm 33. Uh, I'm a father. Uh, I am an employee. 
man. I'm just a person trying to figure out life, but has a passion and a dream. And, you know, I'm of the belief that if you believe in something and you think you can do it, you should try to do it. Does time always allow you to do it as much as you want to? No. But that doesn't mean you don't try. Uh, I know a good number of people who just don't try. They get caught up in the rat race. That's what I call working those jobs. You know what I'm saying? They get caught up in the rat race and, you know, they work. And in their mind, they're just going to work their jobs until they die. And then pass on whatever they have left from when they were living to their kids. And then they expect their kids to do the same thing. And, um, you know, I don't want to I don't want to live like that. I don't want my child to live like that. I don't want the people I care about to live like that. I feel like if you can do it, then try to do it. Um, there's no excuse. Everybody got a time limit. We all going to go at some point, even as I'm saying that just last night, uh, a rapper that I, you know, interacted with. We weren't like tight, but every time we saw each other, it was respect. Um, he just got killed. You know what I'm saying? It's just a reminder that life is very, very short. Um, rest in peace, Booster the Shooter. Um, slutty Boys, prayers up for his friends, his family. Um, fat Trail, Free, free Fat Trail. Uh, fat, hmm, I can't even talk right now. Free Fat Trail, um, prayers up for him. Uh, Prayers up for, you know, uh, P. Wild, uh, everybody over there at SB. Um, but yeah, just a reminder, life is short, man. Life is very short, and we should do what we can with our time here. So that's why I'm here at 6.30 a.m. starting to record this podcast, man, because I haven't really created much this week. This week was uh, E3. It was the end of E3. E3 started last Saturday. I covered some of it. A lot of it I didn't cover because a lot of it ended up not being worth covering. And we're going to talk about that today. (laughs) I was somebody who went into E3 being very excited about it and feeling very let down. Now, was it good? Was it bad? Um, That's that's up to, you know, personal opinion. My personal opinion, it didn't live up to the hype this year. But we got to remember we're coming out of a pandemic. You know what I'm saying? We can't act like this is a regular circumstance. We didn't even get E3 last year. They're trying to get back to normal now by having one this year. It just wasn't where it needed to be, in my opinion. And, you know, maybe next year E3 will be better. Uh, as far as everything that went down, I watched the Gorilla Collective um, showcase, which was pretty cool. They had some good independent games in there for PC. And you know me, I'm a PC gamer guy now, so... You know, I'm not mad at that, but it wasn't anything of like crazy noteworthy stuff. Um, I watched, I skipped out actually. I skipped out on the Wholesome Showcase. Uh, what else did we watch? We watched Evolver Digital, um, which was cool, but again, nothing super noteworthy in there for me. It was just cool. Um, the Square Enix. That wasn't the same day. Square Enix was the same day as Microsoft. I'm getting them mixed up a little bit. Um, I think I am. Let me see here. I can look back actually at my streams. Gearbox. The Gearbox showcase was nothing. Gearbox showcase uh, was basically just showing off the new Borderlands movie that's about to come out. And some of uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Well, you know whatever so the two things i'm really going to talk about here about e3 were the two showcases that really gave me 
something to look forward to, which was Microsoft's showcase, which in my opinion was the best showcase of the entire E3. And then second place, which was Nintendo's. And Nintendo kind of let me down, but it was still the second best. <laughs> it was still good enough to be talked about today. So um, let's get into it, man. Microsoft E3, we're gonna start off with Microsoft, man. Uh, Microsoft, they started off on a bad foot with me personally. Personally, I, I felt like the first game you show should come off really strong and give a lot of like details. They did not do that. They gave us about 60 to, 60 to 90 seconds, if that long, of Starfield. Now they say it was all in-game engine and not CGI, which if that's the case, it did look beautiful. I will give it credit on that. Star Starfield looked beautiful. Um, but is it, we know nothing else about it. So nothing about the story. It showed a guy going into a spaceship and getting the spaceship started up and then that's it. So all we can gather about Starfield for now is that it's gonna be involving space, which we already knew. Um, apparently it's supposed to be an RPG, which is, you know, my favorite genre, so I'm cool with that. And then, that's it. That's all we know. And that wasn't good enough for me. But, I'm gonna keep looking for it. Uh, I am invested in Bethesda as much as I don't want to be. <laughs> I, I'm invested in what Bethesda does, number one, because they're based out of Merlin, and then number two, just what they've done with fallout 3 and fallout new vegas makes me keep giving them chances i can't help that man fallout 4 let me down fallout 76 majorly let me down but i gotta keep giving them a chance because fallout new vegas and fallout 3 exist and fallout new vegas is really more credit to obsidian but they use bethesda's resources but so they're going to get some credit um after that they show Stalkers 2. Stalkers 2 look cool. Um, very dark, gritty environment in that game. Uh, some horror elements. Uh, they had a nice little jump scare moment in the game, like in the trailer that they showed. I don't really like jump scares, but you know, I'm trying to get myself into more uh, horror elements this year. You know what I'm saying? Playing more horror games because I do enjoy it. You know, I do enjoy horror. I, I like watching other people play horror games. That's what it is. You know, people like Corey Kenshin, people like Berlizzi, people like um, Run JD Run when he does it, even though he hates playing them too. <laughs> um, Kayla Lash, you know, just, you know, the people that do the horror games, you know, I like watching them. So I'm trying to get myself to the point of being able to do it too, not to emulate them, but it's like, if I'm enjoying watching them, why can't I play them myself? So. You know, uh, Stalkers 2 looks good. I don't think it's necessarily a horror game. It's more like a FPS, but it has some horror, horror elements to it. So we'll see what's up with it. Um, Contraband showed us nothing again. Matter of fact, when it started, if you watch my stream, I did uh, still up on the channel on my YouTube channel. That is uh, I actually thought it was about to be the Indiana Jones trailer. Cause I know Bethesda's working on the Indiana Jones game that they showed nothing of at E3, but I was hoping they would. I was wrong. Uh, but it's supposed to be an open world co-op. Uh, I'll wait till we see more information on that. Uh, sea of Thieves, they had a Jack Sparrow update. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm, I don't play Sea of Thieves, personally. Every time I've seen someone play Sea of Thieves, I've just never been interested in playing it. But 
it also kind of looks fun i would probably need people to play that with so you know maybe if i get some people to run with in sea of thieves i might give it a try and, and we'll roll like that uh i need more people to run games with on pc regardless like all my homies is running on console these days that's why like if i'm playing something like apex or warzone or something like that you know i'm usually the lone person on pc running crossplay with them so i gotta find more people to run games with it's a sad sad existence once you get that pc and you don't got nobody else to run games with <laughs> um yakuza like a dragon man i love the yakuza series very happy to see that coming to game pass i already installed it on game pass for pc the same day that they announced it that was one that i was looking forward to but i just hadn't bought it because you know poor people that just is what it is poor people uh, but you know, that's why we're doing this right here. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is not the full reason why, but you know, just giving y'all more content here for the Patreon and for the YouTube and such. That's why we do it. It's the more y'all support what I'm doing here, then the more I can afford to do things that help the channel and give y'all more content. So, yeah, but now that it's on Game Pass, I can afford it because it's completely free and I got Game Pass for PC. So, you know, that, that $10 is very different from $60. <laughs> um, next up, they showed Battlefield 2042. I think that's what it's called. But Battlefield, the new Battlefield game, um, it looks beautiful. It looks chaotic, but it looks beautiful. The graphics on it look amazing. It looks like it's full of action. Um, they got rockets. They got all types of guns. They got looks like nuclear warfare going on. Uh, I know the homies are planning to get it, so I might check it out we'll see we'll see i might check that one out it really it's in my radar i'll say that much uh after that they show somerville somerville looks really good that looks like it's more my speed story type game um it looks like you can get emotionally immersed into the game this family that's running around don't know why they're running around but they're running from something and i need to find out what it's about that's that's my mission now i need to find out what's going on with that game because it looked interesting y'all know what i like y'all know i like my life is strange my the walking dead uh stuff like that that is right up my alley so i'm looking forward to somerville but i think it's not dropping until next year 2022 so i, I gotta be patient and just wait uh 12 minutes i've been waiting on 12 minutes for years now i think for at least for a year or so think i saw it during um was it last year's e3 or last year's video game awards i've seen it in multiple events where they show off game trailers and such i've been waiting for 12 minutes for a long time i'm still not sure exactly i think it might be like a groundhog day type of thing where you run back the same sequence of time or you can get different outcomes with either people dying or people being saved or whatever happens but definitely looking forward to that. It's coming to Game Pass. That'll be an easy cop for me. Expect to see it streamed or made videos about. Uh, Psychonauts 2 got announced. Uh, we've been hearing about Psychonauts 2 before E3, but this is the first time like we're really getting in-depth video and like details and a trailer and everything. Looking forward to that. Xbox in short like they really brought games this year like you know the whole saying and for years now has been xbox ain't got no games they said it on the, the xbox one and they've been saying it on the xbox series x um the thing i appreciate about xbox is the fact that xbox has always been very 
you know, open about their plan for this new generation, though. And that's the fact that, you know, for the first year, everything was going to be cross-gen. If something came out on Xbox Series X, it would also be out on Xbox One. Now we're getting a lot of games that they're pushing, like this is coming out for the Series X and PC. Those are the two giants. And I like that, too. I like the fact that they always include PC with their uh, release strategy. You know, for me, especially because I ain't got no Series X. Series X is hard to get, and I'm honestly not motivated to get one because my PC is very good. Uh, so, you know, that that's looking good. Psychonauts 2 already got it pre-installed because they got it on pre-installed for Game Pass for PC. Um, what else, man? Halo Infinite multiplayer. That was a big one. Uh, the game no longer looks like it's made for the Xbox 360. <laughs> that was a big criticism when they showed it off last year at the Video Game Awards. Um, they said that game looked like it was made for the old, old generation, and it did. Some of those models didn't look that good. I mean, some of it did look good. I, I think people like to focus more on the bad than the good. So some of the good stuff that was shown in that trailer people didn't really talk about after the fact because they wanted to focus on the bad but this time everything looked really good and um what's going to be really big for them first off is coming out holiday 2021 so you know november december somewhere around there that's when we get in the game and then secondly it's going to be free for all no xbox live gold necessary no game pass necessary if you get the game you can play it online with other people completely free so that's going to be dope. And I, I'm not even sure, like, the multiplayer might be just free without buying the game. That's going to be crazy if they do that. Like, they might do it like a Warzone or Apex type model, type model where the multiplayer isn't even required to, like, the full game isn't required for the multiplayer. But they didn't go into detail on that. We'll see if that's the case. But regardless, if you have the game, that's going to be free for all, no live or game pass needed. And people are going to get the game. It's it's the franchise game of the Xbox. So, yeah. Uh, what else did we see? They showed some Far Cry 6, which everybody was showing Far Cry 6. Ubisoft presentation showed Far Cry 6. Everybody showed Far Cry 6. That, that wasn't no surprise. Uh, Shredders. Shredders looked really good. If you don't know what Shredders is, it's a snowboarding game. I haven't seen a good snowboarding game since Tricky. SSX Tricky. Uh, there may have been some more since then, but when's the last time we really saw snowboarding games? And it looks good. The snow particles were looking on point. Uh, the sound design. Uh, it's a really dope game uh, from what I can see. And it's going to be on Game Pass. All, a lot of these games are coming to Game Pass, which means you ain't got to invest extra money, another $60 to $70 to get it. As long as you got your $10 on Game Pass, you can download it. So, uh, let's see here. Replaced. Replace looked really good. Um, it was kind of in the same vein of where Somerville was, where it's like pixel art and really like retro looking, but it looked like it had a great story, great combat. It was almost like if you took Cyberpunk 2077 and made it with pixel art, that's what Replace looked like. And that's right up my alley. You know that. Y'all know that much about me. Um, Ayudin Chronicles. Mm, I hope I said that right. Ayudin Chronicles. Boom. <laughs> that game looks dope to me as well. Um, it looked like Octopath Traveler on the Switch with the whole um, like pixel art 3D camera with the 
art, like a drawn art background type of look. I really liked it though. I look, I like what I seen from it. I was really wondering if it was made by Square Enix, but it's not. It's made by some other, I think it's 505 Games. It's made by some other company, but it's very Octopath Traveler inspired. Okay, I don't care if they try to say it's not, but I'm interested in it. And it does look like Octopath, so be it. Uh, after that, the, the second best trailer in the entire I don't know if I can call it the second best, but a great trailer <laughs> uh, that followed that, man. Outer Worlds 2, man. The funniest trailer. We'll say that. The funniest trailer was shown, and that was Outer Worlds 2, man. We're getting the sequel to Outer Worlds from the Obsidian team. I'm a big fan of uh, the Outer Worlds, man. Uh, everything that Fallout hasn't been given us since Fallout 4, I feel like it was, the Outer Worlds has been given. Um, of course... Obsidian worked on Fallout New Vegas. The reason that game came out as good as it did and the work shows in the writing, especially with the Outer Worlds. So I'm looking forward to the Outer Worlds too. They didn't give us a release date at all. Nothing. They didn't give a hint towards this year, next year, whatever. They were just letting us know what's being worked on. And, you know, it was kind of in Starfield territory on that one. But because I'm biased, I did. I wasn't as mad about it as I was with Starfield. I know what to expect with the Outer Worlds. I think that's why. I I know what to expect with the Outer Worlds. I don't know what to expect with Starfield. So just them giving a really good trailer for the Outer Worlds two is enough for me to be like, okay, I'm looking forward to it. And it's coming to Game Pass, which is always something good to look at. Um, after that, they showed uh, Forza Horizon five. That one looks amazing. Uh, there were a lot of times during the stream where I would see that and think that I couldn't tell the difference on whether it was in-game graphics or if it was real-life images, like real-life video. They did, they really did the research to make sure that the graphics came out the way it's supposed to. The locales looked like they, the actual places. Um, really really dope really looking forward to that that's supposed to drop in november it will be coming to game pass as well and then finally the last one i, I want to talk about because this games i'm not mentioning but i didn't really care about them like uh, that's just being real like uh they they got like a diablo 2 remake coming out or remaster uh some fps boost updates to doom eternal i care about that stuff so the last one they showed was this game called redfall um it kind of had a Left for Dead type of feel to it. It's these four characters, and they're fighting zombies. Uh, not zombies, vampires. They're fighting vampires. But the thing that made it stand out to me was the diversity of the cast. Um, one black lady with the, the curly hair. You know what I'm saying? There's, it seems to be an Afro-Latina character as well. Um, I can't tell what the... Uh, ethnic origins are of the two male characters i'd have to go back and look again but they had accents from what i've understood or, or remember from it either way i'm all for diversity in games you know what i'm saying we have years and years and years of video games with white male protagonists with blue eyes and blonde hair and you know what i'm saying the sparkling smiles and you you know what they do you know what they do with the with the protagonists. So it's really nice for them to really start switching it up and getting different looking protagonists because whether, you know, the random white guy who watches this or listens to this realizes it, it matters. It does matter. 
Like y'all may think it doesn't matter because y'all have had it normalized for years for the image to look like y'all. But when you have a little kid or even a teenager or even an adult, they can go and get the game and see somebody that can look like them or look like their mother or their sister or their friend or their cousin or whatever it may be it matters like it makes you feel better about the game you feel represented you're more likely to want to pick that character because there's some type of relation there and there's nothing wrong with that i think as human beings we tend to go towards the things we relate to it's just human nature so dope to see that going on um now the nintendo e3 man i had high hopes for this and they were not matched but there was some dope things in there so we're not going to just rag on it you know we talked about it in my discord and you know other people who are more nintendo fans they were ready to just defend you know what i'm saying because that's how it goes in the gaming community if you don't know like people pick sides you know what i'm saying people are very this is my favorite console and I'm going to back what they do. If there's other consoles doing stuff, I need to make sure I hype this one up because I like this better. You know, the, the Sony fans, the Nintendo fans, the Microsoft fans, the PC fans, they all do the same thing. I try not to do that. Um, I'm biased towards games I like, but I'm not biased towards consoles. So with Nintendo, let's get it started. First announcement of the night, they started off strong. They had Smash, uh, a Smash DLC character announced, and that was Kazuya from Tekken. Um, that's going to be interesting. I think he fits, especially after having people like Ryu and Ken from Street Fighter added in there and stuff. But uh, I'm just wondering if they're going to do the same thing they did with like the control scheme, where the control scheme works like their original game. So like using Ryu and Ken and Smash. It's like using them in Street Fighter as far as pulling off special moves and such. So I'm wondering if they're going to do the same thing with him. I didn't hear any information on that or not. Uh, but new Smash players, uh, new Smash characters, rather. I'm sure all the Smash players are excited about that. I'm not much of a Smash enthusiast. I, I have the game, but I'm maybe three or four months after it dropped, I stopped really playing it like that. Like, I'm not, I'm not really pressed over that game. I'll go back and play it eventually, like with homies, but I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I'm just not. Uh, next off, they showed off Life is Strange Remastered. That was another game that I'd already seen um, during the Square. Did they show that during the Square Enix showcase? They might have, but I've been seeing it multiple times. Uh, Life is Strange Remastered being packed in with Life is Strange 3. So, um, you know, it's, it's basically in my in my opinion. Even though I guess it's, I think it's launching the same time as the rest of them. But I consider that like a port. Like it's not a Nintendo exclusive. Uh, so you know, whatever. But I'm excited for that game in general. I would never get it on Switch because we already know it's gonna look way different on Switch than it is on PC. Um, <laughs> same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy. They showed off Guardians for the Gal Guardians of the Galaxy for the Switch again. That game we already know is coming to um, PS5 and Xbox Series X, and I wouldn't I wouldn't get that on Switch just because I know how it's gonna look. Uh, 
but if you want a game on the go i understand you supporting that as well uh next up well this is out of order the way i have these listed they're out of order for nintendo but um they announced a new super monkey ball game uh banana mania we haven't seen a super monkey ball game in forever uh maybe 15 years plus and you know i was never a big fan of the franchise my cousin had those games and i was you know i play it casually over there but i was never a big fan of the game but uh, they they have a super monkey ball community there's there's people that really rocked with that game so shout out to y'all congratulations to y'all y'all got something new to play um what else came out mario party superstars now this one confuses me because super mario party just came out recently and then now it seems like with Mario Party Superstars, they're fixing a lot of the issues that people had with Super Mario Party, but they're selling it as a new game instead of just making an update to Super Mario Party. It's kind of like Nintendo's, they double dipping on the bread on y'all, yeah. So my apologies to those of y'all that, you know what I'm saying, went out and bought Super Mario Party and now y'all gonna get Mario Party Superstars just for these quality of life updates. But you know uh that's that's the game i guess y'all y'all didn't see and had no issues with it when i seen people tweeting about it y'all seem pretty happy about that game so that's your money i ain't gonna knock you <laughs> um they showed off a new metroid game man uh a new 2d metro game um that has some some horror elements to it kind of like metroid fusion did um it's a game called metroid dread um and it seems like it has this this robot or this character following you around everywhere you go again much like metroid fusion does so i guess the the goal is to figure out what's going on at whatever site you're at but also have to avoid what's going on with that with that uh with that enemy i uh i know they showed off more about metroid dread uh after the e3 because they had like a three hour treehouse presentation showing off you know gameplay and explaining that stuff but i wasn't i wasn't gonna watch that especially after how i felt about the nintendo e3 but we're gonna get more into that in a second um after that they showed off some more ports uh dragon ball z kakarot just dance 2022 um doom eternal updates uh I think this is either a new the Danganronpa game. They're going to be bringing the Danganronpa series over uh, with multiple games this year. That can be cool. Um, I was actually looking into that series myself, but of course on PC. And um, I think that could be good for Switch owners. I think there's, I could see my daughter enjoying that. You know, her with her anime loving self. And you know what I'm saying? I, I, I could see her being into that game. Uh, and then, of course, Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater 1 and 2 is being ported to the Switch as well. So, uh, y'all getting a healthy amount of ports with Nintendo this year. Uh, after that, they showed off the Advance Wars 1 and 2 remake. I've never been into the Advance Wars, uh, you know, uh, series. But the homie Panda Den, he was really excited to see that. So, you know, shout out to y'all on that. I think that's the, the moral of... Um, the Nintendo E3 with me was it showed a lot of games I just didn't care about. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of these games, like like the Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, already have that on PC. 
so I'm not going to care about that on Switch. Uh, Life is Strange 3 and Life is Strange Remastered, I'm going to have that on PC. At least Life is Strange 3. I don't even know if I'll bother getting Life is Strange Remastered because from what I saw, there wasn't that many changes in the graphics. Like, it, it didn't look that different. So, I might not even bother with that. But, um, yeah, as far as getting a game on Switch, a lot of these just didn't strike me as something that I'm going to care about. Care about. Um, but they did show off more about Mario Golf Super Rush. Um, that's a good exclusive. It's going to be a fun game. I might check it out. We'll see. Um, another game that Panda Den is excited about. You know what I'm saying? Between that and Advanced Wars 1 and 2. Shout out to the Panda Den, man. Longtime supporter. Appreciate you, bro. Um, they showed off another Monster Hunter game. Mon Monster, Hunter 2, uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2. Why am I getting so? I probably need to drink some water. That's what it is. But uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2, I can't get into the Monster Hunter series. Even though I do have Monster Hunter World on PC, I got it for free when I built this PC because the GPU that I got gave me the game for free. So, uh, but I'm just not into the series. Somebody said it's like Pokemon, but with fights, but like, like actual fights. And I'm just like, ah, okay. <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess that's what it is. I don't know. But for you Monster Hunter fans, y'all got something new right there with that. Um, they showed off a new WarriorWare game. That is actually good news. I can understand WarriorWare getting, you know what I'm saying, the response it did. Uh, fun mini games, you know what I'm saying? People love Wario. I get that. So, uh,. Shin Megami Tensei 5, they showed off that. I don't understand the hype on that game either. But I know it has some um, relations to like the Persona series. So it looks like Persona and, you know, Atlas is trying to give more and more stuff to Nintendo now. Uh, you know, Atlas used to work strictly with Sony for the longest. So it's a good door opening up. We still know Persona 5 on switch you know what i'm saying I think they gave uh, persona 5 strikers to switch but you know uh we'll, we'll see if it leads to persona 5 or whatever may come soon you know what i'm saying to the switch when it comes time for a new game uh i i don't even know though i like i understand why persona 5 isn't on switch i don't think they could put persona 5 on switch it's just too much content to get on those tiny cartridges like it's too much it's too much <laughs> um a new fatal frame game that one is interesting to me i know the fatal frame games before were on the ps1 and the ps2 i think um and you know uh nintendo was never uh, at least back when those games came out they weren't big on the gratuitous horror games so it's good to see a Fatal Frame game coming to the Switch. I think that's uh, that's going to bring in a new audience for them. You know what I'm saying? Like all, all when you think about it, all Nintendo really had back in those days, which is probably right like GameCube time. They had Resident Evil 4, and they had uh, Eternal Darkness, and that was it. There wasn't much horror on the Nintendo side. So it's dope to see that coming over there. They showed off some Hyrule Warriors DLC, which I could care less about. I have not played Hyrule Warriors. I'm not interested in Hyrule Warriors. When it comes to my Zelda games, I want my Zelda games to be Zelda games. But 
that leads into the best part of the showcase, which is also the final part of the showcase. They showed off another teaser for Breath of the Wild 2. And that's ever that's all I really like wanted. I wanted to find out, you know, about the Nintendo Switch Pro, but they already said in advance it was only going to be software today. So I was like, as long as they show Breath of the Wild 2, I'm good. Would I have liked to get more details about Breath of the Wild 2? Absolutely. That would have been amazing. But for what they showed, Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be crazy. You had Link going through the ground from the bottom up to the top. You had him flying through the air. You had... It just it looks like Hyrule lifted up out the sky. I mean, lifted up out the ground up to the sky, um, which may lead into the timeline aspect of like Skyward Sword. Um, oh, that reminds me. Skyward Sword remastered coming to Switch this year, too. But um, yeah, I, I, I like what Breath of the Wild is doing because it's actually starting to finally it's almost like they're attempting to make the Zelda timeline make sense now. You know what I'm saying? They say it with Breath of the Wild 2. That's the first game in the timeline, period, now. Like, that's where everything starts. And then now with Breath of the Wild 2, it's, you know, taking everything up into the sky. And then, you know, that can lead into Skyward Sword. And, you know, before that, Skyward Sword was the earliest game in the timeline. So, I see what y'all doing, Nintendo. I see what y'all doing. Y'all, you got tired of people making YouTube videos complaining about the fact that Zelda's timeline didn't make any sense. I dig it. So, uh, yeah, man. That was it, man. That was that was really all that I cared about from E3, if we're, if we're going to keep it a bean. You know, other people did stuff. Square Enix had a showcase, and it was, it was pretty buns. Uh, Square Enix showcase started off with uh guardians of the galaxy as well um that was like the official premiere of that game it looks good that game looks good um it doesn't look like it'll make the same mistake as the avengers game did but at the same it's a single player story game um the one thing that i'm not looking forward to with that game is that you can only control star lord you can't control anyone else um i find that interesting but it does have a lot of like RPG type uh, or, or rather decision based elements to it. And, you know, your surroundings and the characters around you do respond in kind to the decisions you make. And that part is interesting to me. I won't lie. So I'm going to give the game a look when it comes out. I won't I won't fake on that. But uh who else did Ubisoft did the showcase, which I didn't even bother streaming. I didn't even bother watching it because I couldn't stream it because, uh, you know, Ubisoft has a history of hitting people with DMCA strikes, copyright strikes and, you know, messing up people's channels. I wasn't going to take that risk, um, but I heard that the Ubisoft presentation wasn't that good. Um, what else? Who else had presentations that I didn't watch and, you know, people ended up saying they sucked anyway. Uh, take two. They didn't show any games. They, it was just a bunch of devs sitting around and talking. And I think they were talking about some really good, positive things. But I just feel like E3 wasn't the place to do that. Uh, you know, people watch E3 for the game trailers and the premieres and things of that nature. Uh, but I do applaud them, you know, having the time to take those kind of talks about diversity and mental health and the gaming community and stuff. So it's it's... It's, it's, I feel two ways about it. And that, that can be true. People can feel two ways about the same thing. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I know people love to say keep the same energy and all that stuff, but you can feel multiple ways about something and they're both valid. So, you know, uh, that was it, man. That was really it as far as the stuff I cared about from E3. E3 was just it. We, we wanted a lot more. And I'm saying that for everybody that I saw say it to, not just for myself, but, you know, we got Microsoft out of it and we got Nintendo out of it. I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to be mad at all. And I think um, there's an EA Play showcase coming up Tuesday, the 22nd. So we'll get some more new game stuff coming. Uh, I know there's supposed to be a, a, a Sony presentation supposedly coming up in July. So we'll we'll see, man. And we'll see if we ever get any news about the Switch Pro. I don't know what's going to happen with that. People were saying it was going to be announced right before E3. People said it was going to be announced during E3. And it wasn't announced at all. So, you know, that is what it is, man. But, uh, yeah, other than that, not much else to say right now. Uh, this is me just getting the feel back. You know what I'm saying? I haven't haven't done this in a while. You know what I'm saying? You got to get your shoulders right. And you, you feel me. So... This is just something for y'all to enjoy, man. If you wanted to get my opinion on what's going on in gaming at the moment. And, you know, as I keep doing these, I'll start touching on more topics than just gaming. You know, gaming, music, battle rap, fashion, whatever crosses my mind. Um, that's what I'm going to do here. So, you know, I'm going to drop this on Patreon. And then two days after I drop it on Patreon, I'll drop it on YouTube and to the... Uh, the the dsps for podcasts so you know spotify apple podcasts uh anchor all that type of stuff so google podcast all that so you know man uh thank y'all man appreciate y'all this is the fourth fourth episode of the regal report podcast uh the first one in three years and yeah man I'm going to go ahead and end it off here. Appreciate y'all for your support. I don't even got a title for this episode yet. That's why I'm like looking around crazy. I'm like, what should I even call this episode? But we're going to go ahead and do that. If you haven't yet, man, make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell. Make sure y'all follow the Twitch channel. Um, the way it's going to be working out is, you know, most of my streams are going to be on YouTube. But at least once a week, we'll hit with a twitch stream as well keep everything a little balanced i got people that want to support me on both but i'm trying to build up the youtube channel more because we're trying to go ahead and you know get to this youtube partner status you know what i'm saying i'm about a little more than halfway on the uh on the subscribers and a little less than halfway on the watch hours so you know make sure you tell your friends to check it out too man and if you need to check out anything else make sure y'all head to my website robregal.com and uh yeah man this is the regal report podcast and all of its awkwardness and i'll catch up on the next one man peace